Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Hey, Heal Squad with Maria Menounos fans. No, it's not Maria Menounos. It's Mr. Maria Menounos. Sitting in for my beautiful, lovely, and talented wife with Kelly Kelsey Alexandra Meyer, our esteemed executive producer. Hello, Kelly. Bring you part two. Hello, Kelsey. <laughs> Bring you part two of our interview with Stefano Stefandos. Um, wow, we went over. I think even more <laughs> in part two for an interview that I thought was like, all right, we'll talk for a half hour because I had nothing to base this interview on. I, I, I didn't have books. I didn't. You know, he has some website stuff, but it. It was pretty generic. And then, man, we went right down the rabbit hole. All right, Kelsey, recap. What are some of the things we're going to talk about in this interview today? So part two was fun because I felt like we got to play a little bit more. Kev, thank you for letting me throw in my questions. Like we learned about love bombing. We learned about getting the ick, why we get the ick, especially my generation. Wait, gets the- wait, 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 back up. The, first of all, first of all, we learned, um, which I thought was really cool about love bombing is we learned how to dodge why they love bomb and then how yeah. to dodge it. But then also we learned what the heck it is. You, Kelsey, yeah. we don't speak the language that I'm you, sorry. You, this well, new we, language you all yeah, speak. I taught you guys about it. So we learned, yeah, but by the way, once I learned what the ick was, I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? And we learned why. Mm-hmm. Why that and and how your generation seems more prone to the getting the the ick. Exactly. We also talk about the four different types of people you will date from the trickster to the straight shooter. Fascinating. Attachment styles and relationships, mother and father wounds. And then we really rounded it out, Kev, with you guys talking about the Imago process. That is something that really could save your relationship if you're in one. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. And we talked yeah. about even use the implementation of couples coaches. Yes. Rather than therapists, but couples coaches and how even the healthiest couples use them. So please, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Please let us know in the comments if you do. Keep all those questions coming. And uh, by all means, give us that five-star rating over on iTunes and, uh, and a nice review because uh, it does go a long way. We work really hard on the show. We come to you every single day. Um and uh, it ain't easy. You it know, easy. Kelsey knows that better than I do. <laughs> but we here and we love doing it. Anyway, you guys. Okay. I hope you enjoy this interview with, uh, with Stefano Sifandos. And uh, I will be back to say goodbye. Okay. Can we talk about Kev? Are we okay going into love bombing? Because yeah, please. No, I, <laughs> I feel I, was, I need I to talk to about it. it. And I also feel like love bombing so crazy because, well, I want you to define it for us, for people who don't know. And then I was watching, I was on your Instagram watching your take on it. And I was like, oh my God. But yeah, let's talk about love bombing. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, you you know, if it's happened to you, you may not know the terminology, but someone just rushes you with love and affection and care and attention and then bang, disappears. It could be because they got what they want um, and they don't want it anymore. It could be because they got scared. It could be because they got distracted. It could be because they physically got ill and end up in hospital. 
<laughs> and they had to stop love bombing you. But usually, um, you know, love bombing is a very uh, deliberate, so it can be unconscious, but it's a pattern that a person plays out um, to feel worthy within themselves. And so they'll, they'll rush someone with love and affection and attention and all, they'll say all the right things and they'll do all the right things and they'll care and you'll think this person is a god and you'll elevate them and as a such you'll, retreat, you'll treat them that way and that's what, they're, that's what they're needing. They're needing that external validation. They're needing to be seen and to be loved in that way. And then when you start to get close, like the, the walls start to come down a bit, it becomes too confronting. They don't have the courage to be truly authentically vulnerable. So guess what? They're out. And then they just disappear just like that. And you're thinking, what just happened? We were about to get married, have seven children, buy three houses, go to 85 countries, and now they just disappeared. What is going on? And it leaves you in disarray. It leaves you in shock. And so the other part to that love bombing is, again, like when I said what I spoke about with narcissism, you know, that love bomber needs uh, a victim. They need someone that will uh, placate to their needs and to their low sense of self-worth because that's what love bombing is. Love bombing is someone that really carries low self-worth and low self-esteem, doesn't see themselves, doesn't appreciate themselves. And the needs person love bombing yep. it has, yep. okay. Yep. And okay. needs to compensate. And how they compensate is by giving and rushing and doing all these things to receive the validation. Oh, look at me. I am wonderful. I am wonderful. And they'll do it. And see, novelty is an interesting thing. And so they'll do it with person to person to person because novelty heightens the intensity of the experience, which heightens the intensity of the worthiness. That's why it just it can't keep going on with the same person generally. It has to be different people. That's, in short, love bombing. Okay. So if you've been love bombed, how do you recover from that? <laughs> I remember my therapist was like, oh, you just got love bombed. And I was like, excuse me? I feel like crap. What do I do about it? Yeah. Well, what you do is you learn not to do it again by noticing what happened in that previous relationship. Mm. So take note, if it starts to happen again, that's a red flag. That's a warning signal. If it's too much, too soon, too fast, by the way, a definition of trauma, Ooh. if the love is too much, too soon, too fast, mm-hmm. I'll say it again, aka a definition of trauma, got the chills. <laughs> yeah, then you got to put a stop to that shit real quick. You got to ask some questions. You got to say, take, let's take it slow. Or you got to say, nope, this is not for me. I know exactly what this is and I'm not interested. I am not interested. Damn. And that's how you generate deeper levels of self-worth for yourself. I'm going to come back full circle for a moment. You s- learn to say no. That's you valuing yourself. I want to circle back because I also really want to make some stuff clear about Kelsey as her friend. <laughs> Kelsey's, you know, has not, I think it's in my three years with you, Kelsey, it's been one love bombing. It's not. Yeah. Someone, yeah. Yeah. She's not someone who's like love bombed every weekend. Totally. She's, um, you know, Kelsey's very sought after. I'm just gonna say that. You know, so just it, you, Kelsey. Okay. Must I must I tell Stephanos about our one trip to New Hampshire? <laughs> no. Okay, Kelsey. We're, okay, now I'm gonna say this. We we're walking okay. that night, and I loved her honesty. She said, "I think I'm gonna meet somebody tonight. I want to meet someone tonight." And that was it. And and up comes this like tall, handsome, very kind man. By the way, so sweet. And they held hands all night at the bar, like it was nothing. And and you know they they did their little thing afterwards, which was not, not extreme. But and he crashed with me in a lane. Yeah, and you know, it, but my so I just wanted to say that. But but Kelsey, going back mm. to what he said, which is interesting, was you haven't let that one love bombing incident go. Nope. But now, thank you, Stephanos. I understand why because it was too much, too soon, too fast. AKA a trauma. Mm. So that's Kelsey. That's why it's been on your mind. And by the way, I think a lot of people get love bombed. And I think that that's why everything you said is amazing. And it is that novelty and that high that the love bomber wants. So now we understand them, but then, you know, for, for the other side of it. Yeah. It's, it's like recognizing it and seeing those signs and saying, but that's why Kelsey, now I understand why it keeps coming back up. Yeah. Because it was. It was too much, too soon, too fast. Yeah. 
So th- thank you, Stephanos, for sharing that. That really is helpful. Mm. Um, can we? So Kelsey, um, yes. Can we? Can we move over to the the people who are wifed up and husbanded up, or the people in relationships? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, more. I have the, going no, off going, the love going, going off the love bombing. I have yeah. well, I actually, have two more questions. Sorry, Kev. Please, no, as many as you want. Okay, yeah. I want to talk about getting the ick. I want to talk about why. This is, I feel like my generation is very... Okay, Kelsey, Kelsey, qualify. No, I have to define. I'll define define it. So (laughs) my friends, it's like, okay, you. it's almost like you're chasing this person and then you you got them and then they like you back and they do one little thing and you're like, ew, ick. You're like, ick. Ick. You're like, oh, they tripped on a freaking pine cone. Ick. I hate that. Because your generation, most generations... Mm, not most newer generations are looking for perfection um, and it's a polarization. It's an unrealistic expectation on hum- on being human. And so the moment they mess up is the moment it gives you an excuse. There's a couple other things here. I'm going to go deeper now the moment. It gives you an excuse to let them go. Newer generations are also really scared of intimacy and closeness. So it's very convenient to find flaws in someone else so that you don't go deeper and close with them. And I mean, really go deep with them. Because we have a fear of intimacy and that's a byproduct of our developmental psychology and also our society as well. You know, the, just the, 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 the distance that we create in society, the isolation, social media, heads buried in screens, you know, um, you know, we drive in cars, we have headphones on, we're down. Like we just, we're just so disconnected from ourselves, you know. So that's probably a big part of the ick. It's that polarization of self, um, of other high expectations, deep fear of intimacy. It's a number of things. Okay. How do we not seek perfection? Just realize <laughs> that not everyone's perfect. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, sure, that's part of it, by, but actually by embracing our own imperfection. That's as simple as that. And that's the shadow work. That's going deep within ourselves and and saying, oh, I love this part of me that I've been hiding from the world. Oh, I love the fact that I just, I really love sex. Or I love the fact that, you know, I'm really passionate about certain things, but I do want to change that, the fact that I get angry um, very quickly as well. But you know what? I love these parts of myself because they once helped me survive and protect me. And that's the deep inner child work. That's the inner child healing. That's the parts therapy and gestalt style therapy, you know, that that's the importance of that work. So it's it's realizing and embracing our own imperfections. That's how, because then we stop looking for it outside of ourselves because we haven't embraced our own imperfections. We're, we're judging essentially. That's what it is. It's judgment because we're not, we're not owning who we are. Judging. And I'm sure projecting too, like, Oh, I'm not perfect, but you better be. <laughs> Dang. Will you talk about the four types of people that you can date? I thought that was so interesting. You said trickster, showboater, straight shooter, and then confused, right? I love that you remember that. I completely forgot that. Thank you I for got reminding you. me. You're welcome. I, thank you for having me on that. I'm like, what, what is she talking about? <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yeah. So um I'll 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 name them. I'll you'll name them and I'll I'll elaborate on them. So the trickster okay, yeah. one. Trickster. Right? Okay. So the trickster is is really that person that doesn't want to be in a relationship, but that pretends to be in a relationship. You know, they're the person that doesn't take your feelings seriously, doesn't take your life seriously, and everything's a joke. And they're also, they have deep tendencies of manipulation as well. And so they'll manipulate to get what they want and they'll trick you into thinking that they're something when they're not just to get something from you, whatever that could be. That could be affection, that could be money, that could be sex, that could be fame, that could be a notoriety, could be a number of things. Mm. Okay. Showboater. Mm. So the (laughs) the, the showboater very specifically is all about the visuals. It's the optics, right? The showboater is all about... I'm dating you because you look good for me, whether it's physically good or you have status or whatever it is, like that's why I'm with you. And the other showboating part is I'm going to pretend to be someone that I'm not to look really favorable in front of everyone that I value or that I want something from. That's a showboater. Mm, fun. Okay. Now what's our other one? Oh, straight shooter. I straight like that. Shooter. The straight shooter, and this is probably the, the the hell, I mean, there's a shadow side to this where they can be abrasively indirect, but right. the straight shooter is just really clear and direct on what they want. they really, generally really healthy communicators. Um, they are able to say no and mean it, 
if they mean no, they're able to set healthy boundaries. They're really clear with their desires and what they want. And they're really able and willing to listen as well. It's just a, a straight shooter. That's really what, yeah, self-explanatory. Okay. I like that. Yeah. What about confused? This is the, <laughs> this is the person I've definitely been this person as well. Wants a relationship, doesn't want a relationship, hasn't worked through their shit, super confused on who they are and their own identity, carries a lot of pain and then projects that pain onto others. So wants to be in the relationship, will do and say all the things to be in the relationship, but then doesn't act like they want to be in the relationship, may not answer phone calls, may not contact the person for days, may be very flaky when they make plans, um, doesn't show up on a date, just confused. Confused. So all these people, it's like, are all of them, I don't know, I guess like we can date them all, right? But it's just like being aware of who you're dating and like how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the most favorable one is a straight shooter. Honestly, the others, they have to really move through those stages of, of um, archetype because if they don't, they're going to keep doing the same thing and that's not very comfortable and that's not also a healthy dynamic to be in and it reveals a lot about you if you keep attracting that and if you want to be in that. Right. Mm. Or if you are that. Yeah, I don't like that. So okay. Are all four of them non-dateable? No, no. No, the you're saying they are dateable. Yeah, they're all dateable. They're all, and they're all lessons, right? They're all teaching points. That's really and, – and, but the sooner you realize what that is for you and, and whether it aligns with you, the, the sooner you can say no, the more you're growing out of that old pattern and out of attracting that type of archetype or that type of dating. Uh when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Um 
uh, game. Well, I guess I guess it's not that they're marriage partners; they're date. They're people you date. So I guess that that's yes, yeah, okay. yeah, it's more it's dating. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to be married to a trickster. No, no, maybe no, a straight no. shooter as annoying as it would be, but at least <laughs> they're being honest. That's um, true. That's what I say. Okay, Kev, now you can talk about married people. I kind of don't want to. I think it's more fun <laughs> talking about all these other things. Okay. Um, what a, attachment styles and relationships. Mm. Okay, I know that's a big one that I don't understand. But are there different, uh, what are the different attachment styles, I suppose? And then how do they affect us in relationships? And can we change them? I know yeah. I just yeah, yeah, we can change them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's a lot of research that that says we can change and move into a more desirable, secure attachment style. Um, and these are these are developed and formed from a very young age up until around the age of, um, well, I mean, depend, you know, two to four. But there's insecure attachment style, there's avoidant, there's ambivalent, and the secure attachment style. And really, the the main ones I guess we work with is more insecure and secure, uh, insecure, secure, and avoidant. Uh, an example of an insecure attachment style is, you know, you're in relationship and you need that person to validate you. You need them to be induce, be a certain way and do certain things. And when they don't, you start to panic. Your whole world starts to collapse. You become desperate and needy. You become very pushy. You become very demanding because, you you know, you thrive or not thrive, sorry, you survive being in relationship. And what can really help you is actually having space in relationship. Um, maybe being single for a period of time, learning to um, source your own self of validation, your own source of validation and self-worth from yourself. And sometimes it's very difficult to do that in relationship. That's one of the ways that we heal the insecure attachment style. Um, we learn to be more self-sufficient. We engage in deeper practices of self-love and self-care. The avoidant attachment style is the, is the freedom seeker, is the one that doesn't want conflict and drama and doesn't want commitment Um and you know, sees the world through a lens of if it's holding me back, I'm not. In, I'm not into it. The moment there's conflict or difficulty or challenge in relationship, they're out. They want to create space. They want to go travel to Mexico, whatever it may be. Right? They just want out. And really, want a person that has an avoidant attachment style. You know, they're also they're not interested in a mortgage. They're not interested in loans. They're not interested in anything that ties them down. Right? And usually, someone that has an avoidant attachment style one of the greatest ways to heal is in relationship, but in healthy relationship and having agreements, you know, you can still have space in relationship, but you have agreements from a healthy place, not when you're arguing or intention, what, what space looks like, how, what's the time around it? Um, what do we do? What are our actions around that? And so the insecure attachment style can go, Oh, okay. We're going to be away for half a day or six hours. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about this. Cool. I know in six hours, we're going to come back. And so slowly, slowly you begin to heal and you begin to move towards a more secure attachment style where you're not relying on each other to feel good about yourselves or to feel safe in the world. Yeah. And they can change, right? Like you can like heal attachment styles. Yes. Right. Yes, m- most definitely. And, 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 you know, I should say there's a disorganized attachment style, which is probably more me, where, where you're a combination of, of, of avoidant and insecure as well. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's a tough one too. And I think understanding that about yourself probably helps too. Very much so. Not just in your partner. So. Yeah. I think, look, I think the path to healthy relationships, guys, is, is really um, deeper self-awareness and, um you know, deeper, deeper knowledge around yourself and doing deeper inner work. That's really the path to healthy relationships. If, if both parties or, I don't know, all four parties, depending on what your relationship container looks like, if they're all doing that, that's the magic. Okay, question. What are mother wounds and how do they affect us in relationships when we suffer from them? Yeah, so in, in the most simple way, a mother wound is when we didn't experience primarily from our mother, nurturing care and compassion growing up. And so we don't know how to give it and we don't know how to receive it. So if we can't give it an intimate adult relationship and we can't receive it, we're blocking love, but we're also not giving love. So we're not allowing people to get close to us and people that want to be close to us are not going to want to stay around if they can't get close to us, if we've got walls up because we don't trust care and nurturance we don't trust it because we're not familiar with it so when someone is actually caring for us in really loving ways we're like whoa what is this this is unfamiliar to me push it away and equally we may attract people that don't care for us to reinforce that belief that we're not worthy of love or not worthy of care and attention okay 
So let's talk. Well, how do you fix that? I guess it's just the awareness. Oh, it's not just the awareness, but that's definitely, that definitely plays a role. So the awareness is part of it. Self-care practices, learning to, you know, self-source care and love for ourselves. In other words, doing kind things for ourselves. So, you know, if you're stuck in a job that you don't like and it's really giving you trouble, quit and find another job. Like be smart and, and find another job first per se, but be in an environment that is more conducive to your values. As an example, that's an example of self-care, you know. If you're running yourself to the ground, maybe work a few hours less a week. Um, if you're not exercising, maybe go exercise a bit more. This is this is a really power. These are powerful places to start within self, but then also within relationship. You know, asking the question of what would it look like to let love in a little more, and I can't miss this one. Heal that core wound with your mother. Go to a therapist, see a coach, like work on that, like actively work. And there are techniques and practices you can engage in that don't actually even involve your mother at all. And they shouldn't involve your mother, to be honest, until you've really, really felt all that fully and let it go and then and then forgiven. And then you can potentially involve your mother if that's a course of action, but I wouldn't. Can, can I, I want to ask you a question. You may not be able to answer it, but if a female typically, and I know not everyone's the same, but the majority of the people you deal with typically, if if a female suffers from a mother wound, how do you see that affect her in her relationships but then even also in her parenting yeah she may not allow that individual to you know dote on her or give give her love give her affection do things for her she may struggle to nurture her partner and love on her partner and be really kind and loving towards her partner and gentle with her partner um, which can be very difficult in a heterosexual relationship with a with a man you know men really do crave to be nurtured and then as a parent we sort of you know, that that mother is passing on that abrasiveness or that sense of shutdown or that inability to care and be in deep physical contact and emotional contact and curiosity with their child. They're more robotic and they're more um, structured and this is how it is as opposed to really being present to the needs of the child because sometimes the needs of the child can be so overwhelming because the mother doesn't know how to care for herself because she can't care for the child. And when I say care, I'm not talking about meeting basic physical needs or that could be something as well, but it's more the emotional needs. Okay. So then let's go over to father wounds. What are father wounds? Yeah. So the basic premise of the father wound, again, by the way, these are, um, these are not, uh, psychological conditions per se. These are more, um, I guess, psychological inferences that we speak to, right? Just to be super clear on that. Um, and so the father wound is more about not feeling safe in the world, having a very absent father, an unavailable father, um, not not experiencing structure and even discipline um, and safety in the world, essentially, right? And so how that will show up is in, in an adult intimate relationship is not being structured yourself, is attracting very volatile, unstable and unavailable, unavailable partners physically and or emotionally. How it can show up in parenting is a lack of discipline, not being available for your children, so prioritizing other things, hobbies, work, um, even your intimate relationship as opposed to parenting, prioritizing to the point where you neglect your children. You don't, and, and maybe you don't provide structure at all for them and you let them do what they want to do in life, right? Um, that's some of the ways that the father wound can affect uh, us as adults and parents. Can it go the other way where, and I, I think I've seen this, where um, the child is wounded by the father and then um, reacts by being the opposite of the father. Yes, yeah, so, but, but uh, yes. Like too present, too involved, too protective. Yes, yes, yes. Too, too, and even too... Um, because they, you know, they 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 lack discipline, and sometimes they can even they can keep that as well. So they just let the child run wild and do what they want, no boundaries, no structure at all, yeah. um, and this hypersensitivity to their needs, which can be um, quite overbearing. Wow. Okay, um, I think it, you and it might be your partner. I didn't know it was in a video um, talking about. You, you have this technique for communications and relationship. There was a term for it. I couldn't hear it in audible it, forgive me mm. when I was watching the YouTube video, but involved um, when in, to keep a relationship healthy, it involved uh, mirroring validation and empathy. Mm, that's the Imago. That? Yeah. That's the Imago dialogue. 
I-M-A-G-O, Imago. Dr. Harvu Hendricks speaks to that in his book, in his books, in his book, uh, Keeping the Love You Find, uh, yeah, Keeping the Love You Find as an example of one of his books. But it's the, it's the um, validation, empathy, uh, sorry, my apologies, mirroring, validation, empathy. It's a three-step process. And so if you're in communication, it's a communication tool. So if you're in communication with your partner and they're sharing something vulnerable with you or they're sharing something difficult with you, just listen, not listening to respond or to give your purview or perspective, but just listen. And when they feel complete in their list, in their expression, you mirror back what you heard them say, some in their words, some in your words. And at the end of that, when you feel complete, you'll say, did I, is that accurate? What I shared back. Um, and is so, there more? So you would say something, I think you, cause you were doing it with your partner, which I thought yeah. was fabulous. It's something to the effect of, uh, so Kelsey, to be clear, what you what you're communicating to me is yeah, what I heard you ups- say. What, what I, I heard, heard you say, say was gotcha. What I heard you say was you're upset about this, 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 and this, and then it was something to the effect of is that accurate? Yep. Right. And was is that- there more? And is there more? And is there more? And, did, okay. and did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? And then you then Kelsey may say, yes, that's accurate, and there's a couple more things that that are important that you miss and here they are. And whilst I just heard you reflect back to me, there's actually something else I want to share. So then she'll share something new and you do the process again. Now, when the process is complete, you'll then go into validation and validation is really um, like cognitive reinforcement where you're saying, I can imagine that would be very difficult for you. And maybe that reminds you of a, B and C, or when I did this, you know, two years ago, Maybe this thing that happened just recently maybe reminds you of that as well. I can imagine how challenging that would be with you know, and you're sort of just relating. You're relating, and then you'll move into empathy, where you start speaking to her feelings. You start speaking to your feelings. I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you felt such sadness. I I have a sense that maybe you experienced a lot of disconnection and sadness in that moment, and it could have been really difficult for you. And it's just that process. And then, you know, after that. You, you'll ask each other if you feel complete and if person A that just expressed um, is able to listen to person B who wants to express, um, then you'll go ahead and do that in reverse. And if not, you just set a time and a date, maybe it's later tonight, maybe it's tomorrow, where person B gets to express themselves as well. It doesn't and have to happen do, back to back. And they do the mirroring. Yeah, because yep. person A, if person A has the stuff, I, it makes sense because person A is the one who's maybe more upset wants to get yeah. the stuff out. Yeah. Person A may not be ready to to receive whatever's coming back. There were specific um, you know, and you got into it in your video, but there were specific reasons why all of this is healthier than how we normally go at our problems. You know, mirroring and then validation and empathy. Can can you go over some of the specifics on why this is a better way of dealing oh. with it? As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Yeah. So this is a really big, because plain and simple, (laughs) Really, we just want to be heard. So I'll share just a personal example last night. So last night, myself and Christine, my wife, we're working with our um, couples coach and not necessarily because we're in a tumultuous time at the moment. We're not. We're actually in a really healthy space. It was quite difficult, you know, a few months ago just with the birth of our child and the big changes and so forth, but we're really in a quite healthy space. But, you know, we believe in this work and so we want support. 
And, you know, we were talking about some really difficult things and I was getting a little defensive um, as I sometimes do, old pattern of mine. And, and I couldn't get my head around that all Christine wanted in that moment was to actually be heard. Now I teach this stuff. I've been teaching it for years, but in that moment, because again, can't see the forest through the trees, right? I thought, yes, I know she wants to be heard. I believe that. I know that I'm aware of that. And are you sure you don't want a solution? My masculine mind is going, are you sure you don't want a solution? But she actually didn't. She, all she wanted was to be heard in that moment. That's all she wanted. And what that tells me, again, for the millionth time about humans is that we just want to be seen and we just want to be heard. And often that's the answer. And why this particular communication tool can be so effective is because it really plays into listening actively for the sake of listening, not for the sake of responding to get an upper hand on someone or to bring your perspective in or to be defensive. Because all that does is aggravate us and it threatens us. So when we feel heard, we don't feel threatened and our nervous systems relax and we start to regulate. And now the thing that really bugged us before doesn't bug us anymore because we feel appreciated in the being heard. We feel validated and we feel seen and we feel enough. We feel that we're worthy enough to be heard and to be seen and to not need a response back. That's the power of this, the possible power of this communication tool. So there's definitely some stuff I want to expand on there. I think that's helpful. First of all, thank you because... Now I realize my masculine mind always goes to solution. Mm. And I see where you said, you know, when you're not feeling like you're heard, when the person just goes right into, okay, here's how we'll fix it. This is what we need to do. This is how we, you know, and the person doesn't feel heard. And then, as you said, when you're not heard, you feel threatened. And now it's funny because I've had a couple of experiences um, with Maria in just in the last few weeks. And I have not been you know, holding that safe space and that empathy because there's been a couple of crises and I just jump in and say, okay, it's, it's going to be fine. So what we're going to do, don't worry about it. And um, it has not helped. And it's, it's maybe even exacerbated the pain. And now thanks to you, I understand why I'm doing that. And I understand why it is triggering. It's not triggering a positive response, but it's triggering, triggering, you know, the opposite. Um, and that's super helpful, super helpful. Because, um, yeah, I think people, yeah, p- people just want to be heard and they want to have that safe space. And um, I never had heard that it was a masculine property to be, to just run in and say, fix, solution-based, whatever. I, I didn't know. I just thought that was my personality. But that makes a lot of sense. It's both. It's part of your personality and it's part of that orientation towards um, – masculine completion, masculine um, solution orientation, goal orientated, like, oh, the goal is to fix this thing or change it or make it better. I Therefore, I have to engage in it. And so many men or masculine-minded, masculine-hearted individuals, you know, focus on that when, yes, solutions are very important and there's a time and place for them, but in emotional discourse and emotional commu- and emotional connection and emotional uh, interchange, Often we just need to be heard and we just need to be understood and loved. That's it. Wow. <laughs> That's a big one. But really that resonates with me. Yeah. Um, and I love the mirroring and the validation and empathy. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, you, you drop something else in there. You obviously, you know, two things. One you know these practices, but you still make some of the mistakes on your own. And I, and I love that. Not, I don't love the fact you're obviously <laughs> suffering or making mistakes, but I, I think that a lot of times when we have experts come on this show, or we see other experts, um, we know what they're saying. We believe what they say is, is true. We know to apply it will help our lives, but we don't have the strength, the resources that we, we don't have it in us to, apply them consistently or at all, uh, or we try to and we fail. But but a lot of times we see a lot of the experts and we think, wow, look at them. They look, you know, they have it all figured out. But hearing from a couple of weeks ago from Dr. Um, Gabor Matei, who's in his 70s and admitting, you know, he's still, all the things he preaches, he still um, does not practice 
at times and he stumbles. So I love hearing that you still have your, your traumas still pop up and they still come out and you still stumble. And uh, I think that's really inspiring, you know? Thank you. I do. I do, man. I, I, I very much stumble. I very much don't get it right. I very much live in old patterns of abrasiveness and anger and sometimes sarcasm and defensiveness. And I do my best to repair as quickly as possible and to be aware of it and to choose another path that is more in alignment with who I'm becoming and who I want to be and who I, who I actually am and to not live from those past patterns. I don't want to say it's a constant battle, but it is something that I am very aware of and I work on on a very regular basis and I would say a daily basis, particularly with having a child now as well. Like I, I really want to show up in more meaningful ways where she doesn't pick up on the subtleties and nuances of, of dense behavior and energy that has been with me for a very long time. I've, I've spent many, many years moving through um, – you know, just growing up through a very in a very violent, volatile environment, um, and sometimes that takes time. And having people around you that um, trust and respect and revere, as I mentioned earlier, and people that see you um, can really help accelerate that, as it has for me. Yeah, I grew up in the same environment, so I yeah. understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, and it's uh, you're further ahead on the journey than I am, but I do I I understand, and I, I also think, and we'll finish on this because we've taken so much of your time, and we are very grateful. Um, I love the idea that you also mentioned you have a couples coach because again, it speaks to two things. One, you clearly you know um, know your way around relationships and seem like you have a great one. Yet you're still investing in a couples coach. Number one, and number two. We always hear of marriage counselors or therapists, but a couples coach, never heard of that. Can you just speak to that? Because I feel like that could be very helpful to all of us, including me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's what I do in the world as well. I work with both my wife and I. Sometimes we'll, we'll do a quad where and we have uh, couples clients where we work b- with both of them. Um, and then I do that by myself as well. But essentially, look, it's, it's the same premise as a couples therapist or couples counseling. It's just the approach is a little different. Um, a, a coach isn't, I don't want to say constrained, but limited by certain um, regulations that a therapist, a licensed therapist is. doesn't mean that the therapist is better or worse. It really depends on the individual. Uh, I know a ton of therapists that are horrible. Uh, and I know some therapists that are really, that are therapy trained and are really good. I know a bunch of coaches that I would not, go near them. And I know a bunch of coaches that are really good as well. And so it, it's, it's, it's less about that. It's just, it's more about, um, you know, what you're sort of regulated by and what you're not. Um, I mean, I could, this is a, this is a rabbit hole we can go down, but it's essentially it's very similar to just couples therapy and couples counseling. But you, but, but even, you know, I think healthy, presumed healthy couples, it might be a good idea to work with a couples coach once a week or uh, once every couple of weeks even. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because here's the thing, but we don't know what we don't know. And we're often too emotionally invested and too familiar with our environments that we need an external um, input to see something that we can't. And to me, that's just helping me grow in, in more accelerated ways and more meaningful ways. So I'm all for that because I value growth. Now, if I didn't value growth, then I wouldn't be interested, <laughs> but I value growth tremendously and I value my relationship and I value how I become the person I become because of the quality of my relationship. Therefore, I want you know all the support I can get. And I'm not, I don't want to be too arrogant enough or too arrogant or egoic to think, oh, because I'm in this space and I'm a coach, I don't need it. Not at all. I definitely need support. I'm human and I'm growing and I am fallible and <laughs> I make mistakes and say things that hurt people and hurt myself and I'm learning just like everyone else is. And I have a pretty developed skill set and aptitude um, in certain areas that when I receive couples coaching from others makes me, or coaching myself, I have also worked with my own coach too, that make me a more profound and robust and resilient human being that makes me better at my craft as well and makes me more approachable and relatable and loving and all the things that people I, I perceive people to value in this space. Okay. So, you know, lastly, what are some of the criteria we should look for in a couple's coach and where do we find them around the country? I yeah, guess in the I, world of yeah. FaceTime, right? It's, it's, every, we can get them anywhere, but what, 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 what are we looking for ideally? 
Yeah, I think you're looking you're looking at someone that's walked the path that you've walked. See, the, the issue is with many many therapists and coaches, right? And, and I'm just going to call something out in the industry, call it forward for what I see it is, is that there are many coaches and, and therapists and practitioners that don't walk their talk. They don't do their shadow work. They don't delve deep into their own shadows and therefore cannot in any capacity or in very little capacity hold the shadows and hold the pain and the big stuff of others. So when you're working with a coach in any capacity, look for someone that's, that is integrated and has done their work and is doing their work and understands their shadows and walks their talk. That's really the number one thing. And then, of course, you know, it carries skills and aptitude and experience in the things that you want to work on as well. And, and is also not afraid to call you forward lovingly and to be in a safe space. So, you know, you have a discovery call or an interview process with them and, and you, you'll see, you'll feel if they're a right fit. And I wonder, are there websites that you go to Yelp? Like, I, yeah. You know, yeah, you can. I mean, you can. That sounds crazy, but. No, you can. You know, there are other institutions. Like, for example, like I have a coaching institute called Elementum Coaching Institute, and we qualify and we, um, okay. we certify coaches, right? And so, you know, on our website, you can find great quality coaches to meet you where you're at. Um, there's, there's also other trauma institutes like Somatic Experiencing, which, which have a database of worldwide coaches that's, that very much focus on um, trauma in, in the body and, and, and help you in that capacity. And usually those coaches are not just trauma-informed and certified. They're also qualified in other areas. And some of them and most of them are clinical psychologists or therapists and so forth, right? So, you, you know, there's, there's places and databases you can look to as well. And there's other life coaching skills, uh, life coaching schools and, and so forth as well. Yeah. And for the purposes interview of this interview, I think the couples coaching is great, but I'm sure there's coaches that will help you if you're single and you're yep, looking I do to, both. Yep. Right. I personally do both. And my, my, I mean, I shouldn't say most will. People, coaches have their preferences, but I do. I work with individuals and I work with couples. Okay, so Stephanos, where, where, well, let's, where is your website? Give us all your information. Where do we find all this? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Help? For sure, yeah. So you can um, find me on Instagram or most social media channels uh, at Stephanos Sefandos. And my website is stephanossefandos.com. And if you want to work with me and apply for coaching, it's coachwithsteph.com, S-T-E-F. And you train and coaches as well. And I'll put all well. in the description too. Yep. Gotcha. Say that Thank again, you, sir. Chelsea. You train coaches as well? Correct. Yeah, that's elementumcoachinginstitute.com. That's great because we have a lot of people on the Heal Squad that, yeah. um, that are in that space. That loss awesome. giving and helping, and I want to be there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Kelsey, do you have enough now? Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. This is so helpful. So, <laughs> so awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Stephanos, thank, thank you. you so much. And please, can we stay in touch and um, and continue this conversation? As We'd love to. On? 100%. I love this. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Okay, Kelsey. <laughs> now we know why they love bomb. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. I, I'm pretty good on that. I get it. You know, for me, and I'm glad you brought re-brought it up again, but the fact that the act of love bombing is even a trauma, like, holy moly. Well, well, what he said was, if we go by the definition of trauma. Right. You know, not to, again, I know that, and he did say little traumas and big traumas, okay? Correct. So I, we, T, we know T. the difference between grander traumas, but the fact that something that happens too hard, too fast, too soon, generally leads to some form of trauma. Trauma, even if it's a little one. Mm -hmm. The other thing about the whole ick thing <laughs> is, is relationships, you know, your generation say just loving things, so amazing. And then one thing they do wrong, the way they eat their food, I don't know, the way they hold their Literally spoon, anything, ick, truly. And you're out. And you're out. And you learned why. And um, I think I've icked a few people out back in my day. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if the people back in the day would shut down like we do now. Like we are out. If we get an ick, it's over, done with, no coming back. And I think, yeah. you know, so much of that comes from this sort of like perfect world we see on social. And also the idea of dating apps, right? Well, it's the like fact you can there go could to be next, one better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Always the FOMO, right? Yep. So it's always, yeah, something better out there. Yeah. So I'm going to be a little more aware of that because I seeking, definitely get And it. also seeking perfection. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Like you said. Yeah. And no one's perfect. Oh, never, ever, and never, no. nor will they ever be. So what a waste of time. Okay, you guys, please, <laughs> if you enjoyed this interview, let us know in the comments and uh, give us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We certainly do appreciate it and spread the word about us too. You know, we do the show. Um, I at least say this, my wife is either too 
either either one or two things too humble at times to say these things or she's just too overwhelmed and too busy but i will say that we're one of the few shows that comes to you every day sometimes even six days a week when we can and um kelsey and carolina work especially hard to bring um the best guests to curate the best guests and then to get the best information out of those guests to give you the life information you need the life hacks you need um and then you know we top it off we go low that's where we go high then on fridays we go low with regular guy friday and kelsey and i just yeah we just kind of unravel everything and maybe unravel ourselves yeah needless to say no we do really work hard to provide you as much value as possible so and the, the best way to pay us back is is not just the reviews but to spread the word to tell your friends you know we're really um maria is really here i won't say me <laughs> maria and kelsey and carolina are really here super committed to wanting to see their lives and your lives get better um and we're you know they're in process i'm in process you know we're, we're always implementing the techniques we learned on the show to try to get better um because we're not we're not there yet and we may never eh, we may never be there probably won't be um but yeah we're right on the journey with you and it's genuine and it's authentic and like i said that's the best way you can pay us back so that's all i'll say kelsey um until friday until friday well i guess or, uh be nice people come, until what? oh yeah shoot sorry kelsey i don't mean to step okay. on your all okay. signature outro yeah the backup quarterback like i said i just all have right. to I, I just have to play 500 balls. I don't have to. <laughs> don't have to win all the big games. Just well, that's keep, what I'm here for. To remind you the little things. Floating. That's all right, right. Kelsey, and you're doing a great out. job. Um, all right, you guys, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content, published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com, is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.